Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. What's hot in the strip clubs? Your hosts, the 2016 and 2017 recipients of the Exotic Dancer Publications DJ of the Year Award, Danny Myers and Alan Fong. That is right, Danny Myers and Alan Fong. Welcome to the What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcast on Pantheon Podcast Network. Um, okay, so today it's Rock and Pod recap is what we're going to do for you. Rock and Pod was a great uh, rock and podcast convention that went on back in March in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, put on by uh, uh, just some amazing, amazing people. We got to interview. It's where podcasters and rock people meet, and we all got to uh, to interview each other and had just a whole lot of fun. So we what we did, we had nine interviews that Alana and I had uh, brought back with us from Rock and pod so these nine interviews today is going to be the final interview from that series alan talk a little bit about um who all we've had on so far and then we'll talk about our final guest so today is the ninth interview the ninth uh number one was eric martin number from mr big number two was steve blaze from lillian x then from the howard stern show comedian craig gas then we had the bass player from all that remains and cky mr matt dice followed by our comedian Courtney Cronin dulled. Uh, River Ghost followed that up. Then we had Samantha Newark, who is the voice of Jem from Jem and the Holograms, if you remember that cartoon from the 80s, among many other things. Very cool young lady. Uh, then Tyson Leslie, the keyboardist for Vixen and multi-instrumentalist, very talented cat, was just released last week. And here we are with our latest guest from Rock and Pod, Metal Dave Glesner, a rock journalist. Very, very interesting cat. Yeah, not only is he a, a music journalist, but he's also a podcaster, and we'll uh, we'll let him tell you about all of his podcast and uh, rock journalism stories and everything. So we're going to go ahead and play that for you right now. It's about 13 or 14 minutes long. Metal Dave Glessner from Rock and Pod Recap. We're hanging Rock and Pod 2023. I'm Danny Myers along with Lon Fong. We are uh, part of What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcast on Pantheon Podcast Network. We have got Dave Glessner with us here today. How are you? Doing well, man. Thanks for having me. You're you're like a writer in and a little bit of everything, right? I mean, uh, you've been on you've been on stage with some bands? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, I am not a professional singer by any stretch, but I, I have been pulled on stage by some bands and uh, done some jumping around and acting like a fool. But yeah, a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, mainly I'm a music journalist. Mm -hmm. uh, that's my background. Uh, wrote for, have written for a bunch of magazines, newspapers. Uh, I have a podcast now called Talk Louder Podcast. Uh, you can find us at talklouderpodcast.com. Good. So, yeah, basically my background is music journalism and just now starting to get into the podcast realm. We've been doing oh, this fun. for two years. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, you've interviewed, I was reading this, Ozzy Osbourne, Metallica, Kiss, Motley Crue, The Ramones. You have sang wow. on stage with Poison and Buck Cherry yeah. and a little history. His very first concert was the Kiss concert in 1983. Ooh, that Correct. was the makeup, no makeup tour, right? Makeup. One? No, oh, that's that was the last it was the tour. Creatures of the Night tour. But yeah. the kicker on that that show was, first of all, I was a huge Kiss fan growing up, so I was so excited to finally... My parents wouldn't let me go to concerts when I was really young, so okay. 16 was the first time I was able to go to a concert. So I mowed lawns and saved up my money, and I was getting... <laughs> I was all excited to finally see Kiss, and 
at the time, the, uh, the band Riot was supposed to be the opening act, so I was really stoked. All right, right. Well, Riot canceled at the last minute, uh. and they added the Plasmatics. Wow, Wendy O. So, but this is back before the metalheads and the punk rockers got along, yep. so I'm thinking, yep. I was so disappointed. I was like, I don't want to see this punk rock <laughs> bull crap. Mm -hmm. And uh, today I'm a huge punk rocker, and I wear that as a badge of honor that the first live band yeah. I ever saw was Wendy O. Williams That's and the Plasmatics. Amazing. She was oh. a groundbreaker. That's all I could say. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. So cool that you got to see them. Yeah. Kiss, you've interviewed legends left and right, uh, and you've been doing this for a while. As you've traveled around, like, you know, markets are different with what bands are popular somewhat, right? So, yeah. so in Texas, you said you grew up in Texas, right? Yes, correct. So yeah. you said Kiss was a big influence. Obviously, Texas has such a great rock history from ZZ Top. Uh, Steve Ray Vaughn, so many great artists. Yeah. King's X. Um, Pantera. Pantera. Yeah. Uh, how can I forget Pantera? Yeah. Uh, when you when you travel around, any market to stand out to you as rock bastions that that you know stand out to you? Um, I don't do a lot of traveling with my line of work. Uh, most of my interviews are done remotely over the phone, okay, okay. so I'm I'm fairly stationary. Um, I, I could tell you I was born and raised in San Antonio, and San Antonio is legendary for being a heavy metal hotbed. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I've been in Austin for like 28 years, but prior to that, in my formative years uh, as a teenager, mm -hmm. I was growing up in San Antonio, and we had a DJ on 99.5 KISS FM in San Antonio named Joe the Godfather Anthony. Mm -hmm. And he was known for, he was at other stations too. I don't want to, uh, some, somebody's going to hear this today. He was also on such and such. <laughs> Nobody listens to us. <laughs> <laughs> but when, um, but Joe was the kind of guy back when, uh, when radio DJs were free to bring their personal record collection uh, to work. Oh, that's awesome. So he was championing bands like Budgie and the Killer Dwarves oh, and Moxie. I opened up for Killer Dwarves. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> nice. My yeah. They, uh, yeah, he was in the bands that were not getting airplay anywhere sure. else. And then some of those bands, like I remember he was, because he was generating airplay for them, they could play the arena in San Antonio before wow. they played arenas anywhere else. That's wow. fucking awesome. So we would have like Motley Crue and Queensryche at the arena in San Antonio before they were popular elsewhere because of Joe Anthony. Wow. So, you know, you ask if I've been around and seen any hotbeds of certain musical styles. San Antonio is it was actually known and still is as the heavy metal capital of the world. That is mm. awesome. And that shows you the influence and power of DJs, like, in, in general. In the day, yeah. yeah. Now DJs can't do what he <laughs> used to directors. do. Right. Yeah. Yeah, now you get the same 10 songs on rotation and uh. nobody goes deep and nobody's introducing you to new European heavy metal bands, you know? Yeah. So yeah. with all the bands you've interviewed, like uh, the Ramones, like they didn't do a ton of interviews. So how'd that happen? Yeah, that was uh, the Ramones. I, first of all, I loved them as a band. Yes. Uh, so when I was in college, um, I worked at the campus radio station, and I was kind of known as the heavy metal punk rock guy. Okay. So any of the Ramones CDs that came out or whatever, they were given to me. Awesome. Mm. And I was also writing for the campus newspaper. So through that association, I was connected with the Ramones publicist, who's a woman named Ida Langsam. Okay. And uh, so she gave me uh, my first interview with the Ramones for the campus newspaper. 
and that started a, a connection. And so there was a time uh, in the early, let's see, this would have been the early to mid '90s, when um, a, a new a new generation of punk rock bands was becoming popular. Green Day, Rancid, The yeah, Offspring. Yeah. So I reached out to the editor of the San Antonio newspaper where I had grown up, and I said, "Hey." I've got an idea for a story. You don't know me, but I've got an idea for a story. And I said, you know, all these punk rock bands are up and coming and they're all over MTV and they're selling all the records. They're all over the radio. All the kids are talking about them. What if I got you an interview with Joey Ramone talking, you know, the godfather of punk rock, so to speak, uh, talking about this new generation of punk rock bands. And they said, if you can get Joey Ramone and you can write half-assed, uh, we'd be interested in seeing what you come up with. Mm. So I got the interview with Joey. I wrote the piece, and they. This is the San Antonio newspaper, so it's not yeah. some small town newspaper. Yeah. And they published it on the front page of the arts and entertainment section, awesome. and that started a relationship that's going to this day. I want to find that article. I got to go look that up. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Any interviews that took a left turn you weren't expecting? Any cool, cool, fun thing you can share with us? <laughs> We're going to be back with the second half of our interview with Metal Dave Glessner right after this. This is Metal Dave Glessner from the Talk Louder podcast and TooFastToDie.com. You're listening to the What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcast on Pantheon Podcast Network. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new Factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, oh yeah. 
And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash Pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. Any interviews that took a left turn you weren't expecting? Any cool, cool, fun thing you can share with us? <laughs> uh, actually, I was just talking about this with someone else. Um, I interviewed uh, Glenn Tipton from Judas Priest one time, and he told me that he never picked up a guitar until he was like 18 or 20 years really? old. Yeah, I was shocked. That is crazy. Yeah, I was totally shocked. Talk about a prodigy then. Yeah, I mean, not bad, right? You know, mo- most people that make the kind of living he's made started when they were five or six or whatever. Yeah. You know? So that that was one. Uh, I can't think off the top of my head of any you know major bombshells or whatever that came out of any interview. That one stands out because it kind of shocked yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So Alon and I did something a few months ago. Um, we because we were looking at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the nominees and stuff that were getting in there, and you know the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No disrespect, but not a lot of the music that's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The bands are the same bands that are in strip clubs. Like we couldn't do Carly Simon or something like that, yeah. right? So we decided that the strip clubs needed their own music Hall of Fame. We weren't going to call it Rock and Roll. It was just going to be the Strip Club Music Hall of Fame. Okay. And we did this and. If if you look in front of you, there are the top five. Now, what we did, we pulled DJs, entertainers, managers, everybody from the industry. We said, give us your top five. Had to be 20 years or older, so 2002 and older, and write it down. So we did this whole thing, and these were the top five that came up there. And you got Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Nine Inch Nails, Guns N' Roses, and Prince. And it's any genre, so... You yeah, know, any be, genre. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess really what I want to ask you, being a rock journalist and being somebody that's been around, uh, what what do you think of that list uh, and who do you think we're missing? Well, first of all, I'd say that list is, uh, is pretty spot on. Um, <laughs> off the top of my head, you're sorely lacking Buck Cherry. Yes. Crazy they, they, bitch. They did get, uh, they did get some <laughs> votes and not yeah. enough to get in there. So ah. this year, not this year. Not the, okay. yeah, this year they did not. We actually had Josh Todd on our podcast one time, uh, what was that, uh, two, three years ago. Yeah, yeah. he did the, the remix of uh, Crazy Bitch. They did okay. a remix of With a rapper. With a yeah, rapper. Yeah, 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 I remember yeah. that. Yeah. I like the original better. Yeah, me, me too. too. But, yeah. but still, first of all, Josh is great, and they have a lot of great strip club songs. I totally, they're yeah. one of the few, I say younger, but compared to the other bands on the list, yeah. bands that have consistently produced strip club classics yeah. of late. Right? Yes. Um, I would say ACDC is a band that missed. I was shocked. Nine Inch Nails to me should have been later because really Closer is their big song for strip clubs. Yeah. We, we said this on the show that yeah. while they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame eventually, I wouldn't have put them in first ballot. Yeah. <laughs> you could throw Poison in there. Yeah. Talk yep. Dirty to Me. Yep. Uh, a lot of strip club songs. Uh, Skinny yeah. Bop. Uh, yeah. Nothing but a good time. There you go. Yeah, a lot of good songs from them as well. Yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, who is your favorite person to interview? Oh, man. You know, 
to I have favorites for different reasons. So there's some people that are my favorites just because of their stature and who they are sure. and what they mean to me. And then there are to, what I think you're asking is the the people that just give you the great yes. the great conversations. And for me, um, there's a few. Brett Michaels from Poison, oh, wow. always a great interview. He just has a gift for talking. And he's very sincere and very genuine, and his enthusiasm just, I mean, he just oozes enthusiasm. So I always love talking to Brett, any chance I get. Uh, Lemmy was awesome. Yeah, rest in peace. Just I got to meet him. brutally honest, super smart. Yeah. Uh, his sense of humor was just amazing. Uh, he stands out for sure. Uh, I've had a good interview with Slash. Okay. I've interviewed him a few times. One time he was just kind of dry, and then there was another one that was particularly good. Uh, Zach Wilde's a great Zach, interview. Yep, yep. Uh, much like Lemmy in the in the sense that he just says it like he feels. Uh, I like the guys that aren't worried about record company politics and what their publicist sure. is going to say and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. just let it rip, you know? So, yeah, those guys stand out among... What about on a personal note for you? I, I, obviously, the Ramones was probably big for you, but... Yeah, uh, the Ramones, big, big, big for me. Kiss, big, big, big for me. Kiss is the band that put me on the path to sure. rock and roll, you know. So I've interviewed Gene twice, Paul once, Peter once. Uh, oddly enough, I've never interviewed Ace, but he's the only one of the band I've actually met. Oh, okay. So I met him, uh, actually... Uh, through a connection, I was able to go hang out in his hotel room for a bit and just take a photo and talk to him briefly. So he's the one guy that I actually had FaceTime with but never got wow. to interview. Uh, and the other guys I got to interview but I've never met. See, mine would be Van Halen, so Roth, and, and obviously I can't interview Eddie ever. I can, I, I can, I should add Roth. I interviewed Roth. He was hilarious. Yeah, he's such a good storyteller. Yes, uh, much like Brett Michaels. I interviewed Eddie Van Halen uh, once. The David Lee Roth thing was funny because we were, there was miscommunication due to the time zones. So he called my house and I wasn't there. <laughs> but my girlfriend, who's now my wife, was spending the night at my apartment. She was asleep on the couch and she calls me frantically at work. <laughs> and she says, David Lee Roth just called the house and you weren't here and I didn't know what to do. And I said, well, what did he say? And she goes, I, don't, I didn't pick up, he left a message. <laughs> and I said, okay. Let me get this squared up with his publicist and find out what, what went on. So I get home, and there's this message on my answering machine from David Lee Roth. And it's like, hey, Dave, this is Dave. Are you there? And then he says, well, I guess I missed you. I'll try again later. So I saved that. Yeah. And then when we finally caught up later that day, he called and he said, yeah, I was going to call back and just leave you a bunch of answers and tell you to make up the questions. <laughs> That's <laughs> good. Awesome. So that That's was classic. Cool. I'm so jealous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> classic. Classic. That is. What is uh, Too Tough to Die? Too Fast to Die. Too, oh, Too yeah. Fast to Die. Yeah. yeah. Too Fast to Die is a website I started uh, to basically archive a lot of my interviews and photographs and uh, I've written, you know, album reviews, concert reviews. So at one point, I've had people throughout the years tell me I should write a book. And I always thought the idea of writing a book was just too daunting of a task. I was worried I would never finish it. I was worried. I just overthought it. And, mm -hmm. I, and I thought, you know what? I do have a lot of stories, and if I handled them in bite-sized chunks, 
I could maybe just compile them and put them on a website, and that way, that way, my commitment of time is is down to just telling a story instead of the whole right. body of work. Um, so I came up with the website twofasttodie.com, and it's two with the numerals yeah. two fast and the number two fast and number two die.com and uh, it's basically just a glorified archive of some of my rock and roll adventures and interviews I've done over the over the years and things like that I wanted to capture all that stuff and save it somehow great idea Uh, but since we started the podcast two years ago it's kind of been pushed to the back burner I'm not real active on there but it's been up for 12 or 14 years or something. I can't wait to go check it out. So there's tons of content on there, just nothing real recent because the podcast has become the new... Sure, yeah, you know, the, the new outlet. Yeah, exactly. Well, what a great, fascinating journey you've had. I can't wait to dive into the, the articles and stuff you've written. Like, really, the, the, the Joey Ramone with Green Day and all the article I want to read. The, I mean, I, I'm a rock historian as a fan. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really am excited to dive into this if you're If you're a Ramones fan and you, and you go to the Too Fast to Die website look up the one that i did uh joey's brother mickey lee they did an album it was actually an ep called sibling rivalry Mm, and so when that came out i interviewed joey and then i went and i interviewed mickey and separately and then i combined those interviews of them talking about the article or about the album and i won't spoil the punchline but uh joey ramone ended up calling me highly pissed off Uh-oh. and it just crushed my universe oh, because uh, he was my hero yeah. but there's a happy ending and okay, I'm not going to spoil okay. it so go okay. to TooFastToDie.com and do a search for Joey Ramone and the sibling rivalry article I, will, I can't wait to read yeah. hey well yeah, Dave, well, we want to thank you for your time, man. Absolutely. And we Thanks plug, for your, plug your website or your uh, your podcast again. podcast is called Talk uh, Talk Louder Podcast, and you can find the website is TalkLouderPodcast.com. We're all over Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. The podcast is audio and video, so if you get, you can watch it as we speak to our guests and whatnot. We drop a new episode every Wednesday. Uh, and my website is TooFastToDie.com. With the numbers. With the numbers, yeah. Got it. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Man, I'm kind of sad, Alon, that uh, that was our final Rockin' Pod interview. And we had so much fun with that. What do you remember about Dave Glessner? Just that, you know, you know me, I'm a huge music fan and music history fan. So just getting to hear the stories about like the Ramones and just some of the other big artists who's interviewed. I've had a chance since the show to go to TooFastToDie.com and listen to some of the great and read some of the great interviews from like he had with Eddie Van Halen, Nikki Six, Tommy Thayer, Rob Halford, Metallica. Mm-hmm. Uh, one titled, like I think he kind of mentioned, Road to Ruin, How I Pissed Off Joey Ramone and Broke My Own Heart. All great, great interviews. Uh, and so many rock legends. Uh, Gene Simmons, Alice Cooper, Michael Monroe. You can go on and on and on and on. I mean, he's got years and years and years of stuff. So it's a really great website you can keep going back to again and again and again and enjoy some uh, looks back at rock history. Yeah, so the the website again, the numbers, the number two fast, the number two die, too fast to die. dot com. He is also his talk louder podcast. He does with Jason McMaster. That one, by the way, um, you know how we like to brag that we are in the top ten percent globally of all strip clubs across the world and the universe. Yes. 
his podcast is in the top 5%. So we, we're, we're oh. trying to catch him, man. We're trying to catch him. Dave, yeah, we're so. coming after you, man. We want that top 5%. I keep checking it, man. So you'd be better off, you know, to support him by going to his website, <laughs> toofasttoday.com, not listening to the podcast until we catch up. Then you can listen to him again. <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously, listen to it. They, they're great, great people, man. Uh, you know, he, he along so with Jason. Jason, they do it. They do a yeah. great job. So, Alon, that's our <laughs> final Rock and Pod recap. Um, just kind of like an overview thought of the entire interview process, that entire day, what it was like, and if you have. One particular person that we interviewed that really stood out over anybody else. Um, the whole experience was a lot of fun. So I'm just looking forward to next year. I mean, we can't wait till 2024 to do this all over again. Chris Sinzak has done such a great job growing the podcast convention and bringing new facets every year from what we're told from the people we talk to, uh, from the other podcasters like John Verno of Metal Mayhem, great guy. And we've talked since then. I've learned some stuff from him. And actually, he interviewed me at Rockin' Pod. Uh, I released that show not too long ago as well. So, yeah, more cool guests. And just keep learning and keep growing. And, and good people, man. It was just a lot of fun. So if you are if you get to go, you can get by a ticket. So you can come as a fan and watch these interviews go down live. There's like 80 podcasts doing interviews all day. You get to meet all these rock stars and comedians and actors and uh, so on and so forth. So it, it's good for everybody, not just podcasters. Yeah, I think the person that I enjoyed talking to the most, and he wasn't on any of our shows, we've never interviewed him, but it's David Hooper. David Hooper is yeah. just such a smart person when it comes to, to just man. about everything, man. I mean, he's yeah. a consultant, he's a photographer, he's a podcast guru. He, uh, we've, we've talked to him several times on Zoom calls, but that was the first time we ever got to see each other face-to-face. -face. And uh, I got to uh, get his second book, so uh, now I've got two of his books. And uh, great guy. Mm -hmm. If you're ever thinking about starting a podcast, David Hooper, check out that name. Hoopa! Hoopa! You got, go read his books. If you're going to podcast, you got to read his books, period. Absolutely. And just so you know, all of the What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcast, including the Panda Top 20 bubbling under off the charts, classic remixes, Flashback Friday, Strip Club Music Hall of Fame, Behind the Curtain Rock and Pod Recap can be found at What's Hot, I-T-S-C dot com. Dot com. Go get your votes in for the Strip Club Hall of Fame at stripclubhof.com. The ballot is closing soon. The class of 2024 is for you to decide. Get those votes in. Thanks for listening to What's Hot in the Strip Clubs with Danny Myers and Alon Fong, presented by Panda and Strip Joints Music. You can find us on all major podcast platforms. Thanks for listening.